0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Where Do We Begin? It is our last one for the season. We're giving you guys a bit of a break from us annoying three. And I'm delighted uh, to welcome my first co-host on the show, uh, Lockie. How are you, Lockie?
1: Yeah, I'm super harp you know, having a bit of an end of year celebration, though we're recording at five o'clock and I've got to drive later. So I'm not cracking open a beer, but I've crapped open the Pepsi Max and I am excited to announce my co-host, Jackson. Jackson, how are you today, buddy? <laughs>
2: G'day, mate. How are
1: you? Yeah, good, mate. I feel a bit bad about hitting you with the buddy call, but uh, look, oh, sometimes jam- I just have to, you just, just have to calm down.
2: Uh, no, it's all good. I'm, uh, I'm metaphorically cracking a beer as well because I've got a game tonight. So um, on the waters until then. You beauty. And so
1: we've got a bit of a different episode today. So no special guest in particular, but we will be uh, having sprinkled around throughout the episode, a couple of past guests who will be giving us their favorite sporting moment of the year. We'll give you a bit of the rundown of how we we have found the year 2020 and our experiences doing the podcast. We will also give you our favorite sporting moments of the year, what our plans for 2021 are, and of course, a big bumper mega quiz.
0: Yes, the quiz is absolutely huge. There's lots of entertaining little segments going on in this episode today. But uh, should we start with off with our favourite podcasting moment? We've had a bloody great year of podcasts, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to jump in and start. So I think my favourite podcasting moment was John Hillam and the uh, NFL running. Uh, NFL running back. He was just he was an awesome bloke, but I really liked how he spoke about um, college football and not paying athletes because obviously it's a pretty major issue over there with um, the amount of money that the NCAA and all the colleges are making off these athletes, and they're getting really nothing in return. And I think the figure was something ridiculous, like um, if there wasn't any college football, so one of, one of the states um, they'd lose seven billion dollars in revenue if there was no college football season and they weren't paying the players it was absolutely it was ridiculous
3: i saw a ridiculous stat the other day during covid when it was really really hitting in in america was that alabama, alabama the state of alabama would lose eight billion dollars if the crimson tide don't play a season if alabama doesn't play a season this, this year that's one season $8 billion in revenue. That's crazy. <laughs> that, 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 those numbers are astronomical. And then for anyone to think that they shouldn't get a piece of – just a piece. Now, I'm not saying pay them like NFL players because they're still students at the end of the day. But they got to get a piece of that. Like, they got to get a, a piece of that pie, whether it's something, whether it's a wage that gets taxed or something. But you got to give them something. Like, that's, that's always been – and my father, he was a, a Division One athlete. And he felt the same way, the same exact way. He's like, look, they should get paid. And he's from the, he played at the time where that was unheard of. Like players getting paid, people would laugh at you if they thought that was the case. They had it way worse. And He's like, yeah, you they should have been paid. Everyone should have got paid.
1: So I really love that moment and just, yeah, the whole interview with John. So if you haven't checked it out, I really recommend it.
2: Yeah, I'll go next. Um, so... As I've said on this podcast many a time, I'm a huge uh, supporter of women's sport. Um, so my, I have a shout-out. So shout-out to Alex Chidiak for being our first in-studio guest. She was fantastic, gave us a lot, um, especially being an international superstar, playing in, uh, in Spain for Atletico. Um, but my favourite moment was um, interviewing Brie Davey, obviously uh, captain now of Collingwood, or well, co-captain, and the first player to ever captain Carlton and Collingwood. Um, we asked her about how men can be allies in women's sport, and she's gave a fantastic answer. um
4: I think look, I think for me the the biggest thing is, yeah, just staying in touch with that sort of s- stuff, and if you you're hearing someone say something, it's not always easy, but having I guess the tools to call things out um I think a lot of the time, um especially in Australia, unfortunately. You know, there's that sort of casual – those casual jokes um, and those casual sort of sexist remarks at times and people sort of sweep it under the rug, but it's really not on. And, look, I, I think a w is a really family-friendly space and you don't often get that at games, which is really, really amazing. Um, you don't often get that. But, you know, things like online and and things like that, I think it's just about people putting, putting others in their place when they need to um, because I think often – quite often – um, like I said, it becomes that casual sort of, oh, they are just joking. Like, let's, let's laugh it off. Um, when really it's actually offending, you know, a lot of people. So yeah, I, I, that would probably be my main thing. If you haven't
2: heard it, it's one of our earlier episodes. So check it out. Um, it's definitely worth listening. She is, a, uh, she gave us so much of her time and great answers. So Harper, what about you, mate?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, th- you guys, uh, lucky you gave it a more recent episode and Jackson gave an earlier episode. I'm going to give one a uh, bit in the middle. Uh, it was one Jackson and I did together. Uh, it was with Matt Shaw. Uh, he's a footy player that not everyone may have heard of him. He was a Gold Coast player, I played more than a hundred games for him actually. Uh, but he was a really, really lovely guy to speak to. And he had a really, really interesting story. Um, before I get into it, what his story was, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the guests we've had. Cause I've loved every single episode we've done. It's just been amazing doing this, but, uh, some of his, some of the stuff he said about uh, the way he, he uh, found out about his delisting on his wedding night, uh, it was pretty sad, uh, and he f- uh, just I don't think he even got a phone call. Is that right, Jackson? It was just bloody shocking. Yeah, I f- uh, I, didn't he find out through Facebook or yeah, a through Twitter? Told him and he through found Twitter out on at, Facebook? Through Twitter. At the like wedding. That, yeah. I listened yeah. to that episode. Yeah, cool. it was. Oh, jeez, just so rough. Like But it's good to see Matt uh, hopefully going uh, much better for himself. Uh, And yeah. Yeah, I was over in Bali on my wedding night and seeing that I got delisted
2: from the Suns. Never really got a phone call or anything to say how, um, you know, thank you for your eight years or whatever. Never really, I'd never really heard anything, just seen it on Facebook pretty much that I'd been. Listed.
1: Wow, that was great listening. And I've listened to that episode. I wasn't personally a part of it, but I really recommend checking it out if you haven't. I loved
0: it. Here's a Denver Granger Barris from the Hawks and episode 28. Go listen to it with his favourite sporting moments of the year.
1: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to the fellow Where Do We Begin podcast listeners. Emma Granger-Barris here from the Hawthorne Football Club and my favourite sporting moment this year was finally hearing the long-awaited first siren for bounce down at Steelblow Oval against West Perth in the Waffle um, it was after 10 months of pre-season and a lot of uncertainty um, surrounding whether we would play football at all so to finally hear that siren and to to play some football was an absolute blessing. So that was my favourite sporting moment from this year. Sad that we got a loss on that day, but it was a massive learning curve and an amazing experience to play league footy against men. So my favourite sporting moment of this year was round one. Thank you, guys. Have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. And now it's time to ask a question to Jackson and Harper. So you guys actually started the podcast. So I'd love to know. So I was the third banana and I jumped in late around late September or October. So do you guys just want to talk about your experience starting the podcast and how much you've enjoyed doing it over the previous,
0: what, eight months? Oh, yeah. Jackson, do you want to go for that one?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So obviously, Harper was the big brains behind everything. Um, He call me up or text me and saying, hey, I'm gonna, I'm thinking of starting a podcast because I've got so much time on my hands. Um, do you want to be a producer? And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't know what that entails, but I'll give it the best go. And then like probably a few days later, he's just like, oh, do you just want to be the co-host? I'm like, oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's had its few challenges, obviously, like through lockdown, it was a bit easier um, getting time to like interview everyone because everyone had so much time on their hands. Um, and that's why I've taken like I took the break. Obviously, uh, working in retail, uh, you get zero time during this time of the year. So um, I'm thankful that Lockie's come in and uh, and t- taken my position. I'm happy to hear the future of this podcast. Um, I'll be around, but I, I I leave it in the great hands of these two. Um, but just meeting all these people, if, if it's like in person or over Zoom, it's just been amazing to hear these people's stories. Um, a lot of stuff that I didn't know before and stuff that I'll just remember forever. So, Harper,
0: what about you, mate? Yeah, like I, I bet maybe nine months ago both of us wouldn't have ever envisioned that uh, at the end of the year we would have interviewed massive names like Michael Liner, Bree Davey, Alex Chidiak, uh, Hayden Ballantyne. Who else have we had? We've had huge people. Scott McDonald. Right,
1: all, all the guests well, have been massive. Every
0: single guest yeah, has been massive. And we, we had appreciate that names, so and even much. The ones who are aren't, even the ones who aren't massive names – Every single one has had such an interesting story and it's just been so worthwhile. Every uh, podcast, every interview we do is just so rewarding. Uh, and a- anyone that is looking to start a podcast out there, i strongly, strongly encourage you to do it because... It's, if you've got the time to do it, it's such a rewarding thing to do. And lucky, I bet you've uh, found the same thing in the two or three months you've been doing this, eh?
1: Oh, mate, 100%. Three months, mate. Don't round down, round up. But yeah, it's been so rewarding, mate. Like, I've, I've loved it. And to be honest, it's something I've always really wanted to do. You know, I love hearing the sound of my own voice. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but no, but it, it seriously is. And I'd seriously, if anybody has any questions out there about starting a podcast, just message us, message your pays page message our personal accounts would honestly love to help because it is it is a lot of fun it is a fair bit of work but mate it is just so work, worth it and especially in the lockdown I think something that I think we all miss was just that um human and personal connection and I feel like you know there wasn't that opportunity to go out and meet new people whether th- it's through sports or just simply going out so the ability to jump on zoom and converse with um not only just amazing um sporting personalities but new people was something just awesome and It was just a real opportunity to us Opportunity for us to learn and grow from that. So, yeah, I've loved it. And seriously, I couldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, so, I seriously, anybody out there, that, there that's thinking about starting a podcast, I'd really, I'd really think about it.
0: Here's Craig Whistles from a Yank on the Footy with his favorite sporting moments of the year.
5: Hello, everyone. Craig Whistles from a Yank on the Footy podcast. And uh, the lads from Where Do We Begin reached out and asked myself and several others, I'm sure, to discuss their greatest sports moments of the year. And for me, I have a couple. One being getting my podcast up and running this year, which I'm having an absolute blast doing that. And perhaps more important was seeing the AFL season actually get completed, even though it wasn't what we at all had anticipated. And the icing on the cake was seeing my club make the grand final. Now, they didn't win, but there were 16 other teams that would have loved to have been in that position. So I was pretty thrilled about that because as a Cleveland sports fan, good things don't often happen to our teams. So it was great to have that happen. Thanks a bunch. Happy New Year.
1: And now we'll uh, jump to our next segment, which is our favorite sporting moments of the year. And uh, we'll start with you, Jackson. mate. You look like you're jumping at the bit to give us yours.
2: Oh, yeah, um, so these are in no particular order. Um, obviously, a big shout out. I think we're going to hear it in Lockheed's one, so I'll, I'll leave that for him. But there's a huge one that we all said in our sort of uh, pre-podcast chat, but um, I've taken it out because we're all going to say it. Um, so in no particular order, uh, number one, Leeds United getting promoted to the Premier League after 16 years out of it. Obviously, Leeds were a huge club back in the early 2000s got uh, relegated after some financial trouble, even went down to League One. Finally, they're back in the Premier League in the big time. Um, One of my best, one of my great friends, uh, Elliot, is a huge Leeds supporter from Leeds, and he was just, I remember messaging him that night, he was just like, oh, I can't wait. Number two, uh, early in the year, the Matildas qualified for the uh, cancelled Olympics. It wasn't cancelled back then, but it has since been, but they will be competing at the Olympics next year. And obviously the women's competition is a bit more um competitive than the men's because the men's is the under 23s for each country, whereas the women's is actual the actual uh women's national team. So uh it was very exciting watching the women's uh beat their beat Vietnam in the playoff and qualify for the uh Olympic Games. Uh number three, just the AFL season in general. I you know, we're all footy loving mad supporters on this uh podcast, so for it, uh, for the season to be taken away, but then come back so strong and even having all these footy festivals was just amazing. Um, but my personal favorite moment in the whole season was the, uh, elimination final against West Coast, uh, Collingwood being in by one point, which I did call, uh, <laughs> if you remember Harper. Couldn't forget (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was just a stab in the dark But it actually happened And I uh, ended up crying that night So it was pretty great (laughs) I loved the comment
1: by one of our uh, I don't know if it was a friend of yours But they said It's when you think that your team's going to lose
2: But you can't tip against them You go the one point win Yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it happened And the highs got up Unfortunately we won't uh, We just didn't turn up the next week As uh, Lucky will know (laughs) But uh, number for the Lakers winning the uh, NBA finals in the bubble uh, to honour Kobe Bryant, which we will talk about a little bit later. And um, my last one, which is the most recent, but for a huge day in, a, in Australian cricket, really, is um, bowling India out for 36. I loved that.
1: I couldn't believe it. I came off um, yesterday in the tea break and I saw that they were like 6 for 18
2: and Coley was out and I just couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, like um, definitely one of the bigger times, especially since we haven't had great times the last few years in Australian cricket, um, except for the women's, they're killing it, which we will mention. Um, but yes, Australia winning the first uh, test match against India. Uh, Harper, yeah. no. lucky. how about yep, you,
1: mate? I, I agree. I reckon leave the uh, best for last and leave Harper for last. And if I had to have a note uh, an honourable mention, it would probably be me making 44 the other week. Great. <laughs> one of the best knocks you'll ever hear about. But what anyway.
0: Huge. <laughs> huge,
1: mate. Just absolutely whacked them around. Anyway, so now we go to uh, we go to fi- the fifth, my fifth one, which is Patrick Mahomes when he won the, um, his first Super Bowl with that fourth quarter comeback. You know, I think they were 10 points down in the fourth quarter and they ended up winning by 11. And I'm not a b- massive NFL fan, but I think that was just an amazing achievement from such a young star of the league and potentially... He could go on to be one of the greats, not that I can name about five NFL players, but still, it's an amazing achievement. And then I'd have to go at number four would be Melbourne Storm winning the premiership. You know, they spent the whole year on the road. So it was just a phenomenal effort to go out and win a premiership. And they are one of the best sporting teams in the world. I'm not a massive NRL follower, but I feel like all being from Melbourne, we can't deny how strong the Melbourne Storm have been over so many years. And to win another premiership, it really, Craig Bellamy is an absolute
0: genius. Every other at, state so jealous of that, like they hate us for it.
1: Yeah, they're the calling, they're the Collingwood of the NRL, that's for sure. And uh, at number three, I've got you know the Lakers championship win and honouring Kobe. You know, I, I do love my basketball, and to see LeBron win his fourth and really cement his legacy, especially after the Last Dance, which I'm sure we all consumed during the lockdown and bringing up the GOAT debate between, um, between Jordan and LeBron and this win really solidified his, his legacy and hopefully he can go on to
2: win a few more and really challenge Jordan as one of the greatest of all times. But now, also at- with that NBA Finals, um, two teams that no one really expected to be there, if I may say that, Lucky?
1: I actually, I actually picked uh, Miami Heat to be there. I put a you nice reckon? Little, put, I put a little nice, nice little bet on it at the start of August and it came to fruition.
2: Fair enough then. Um, But I think in general, I think everyone was going for Clippers versus Bucks in the finals. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, for those two teams, even the Miami Heat, to get there was just um, huge... In the
1: bubble, yep, definitely, definitely. And then at number two, I've got Cats winning the prelim final, and Gaz putting on a show. As a Cats fan, I've been through a lot of heartbreak in prelim final week, and so it was so satisfying to uh, to finally get one. And just Gary, you know, I think it was that second quarter where he just showed his class and he set up a couple of key goals, and it was just absolutely unbelievable. And now number one, and I feel like we're all pretty consistent with this. It was the you know the eighty thousand at uh, the Women's Cricket World Cup at the MCG for the the Australia v India game. You know, it was absolutely phenomenal to see such a strong support for women's sport and to see our girls get up and win the World Cup was absolutely phenomenal. There's, you know, there's so many great players in that side, you know, Healy, um, Perry, like it was just absolutely amazing. And that's why it is my number one sporting moment of the year. Just I can't, like 80K at the at the G for that. It was just such phenomenal support.
2: I do have yep. to add something. I had a little bit of connection uh to that game. My uh little sister, who plays the Edinburgh Cricket Club here in Melbourne, um, was at the lineup, the national anthems with the players. So in front, they had to have the little little cricketers. Yes, with them. she was one of them, and so <laughs> I was super proud of my little sister being there. Big shout yeah, out to awesome. her if she's listening.
1: Yep. All right. So that those were my favourite sporting moments of the year. Now, as I said before, best to last. Harps hit us with them.
0: All right. So uh, yeah, I've got to give a big shout out to um, Australia bowling India out uh, for thirty two which was a phenomenal performance. I was going to put it in there, but then I forgot. Uh, so big, big shout out to that. Probably would have been around number two, but uh, I'll start with my number five. I've got Dustin Martin's uh, grand final performance uh, for anyone that's got any interest in AFL. Uh, Lucky, you haven't got too much of an interest in this game. Uh, I know. Uh, Dusty uh, won the Norm Smith, obviously four goals, 21 disposals and five clearances. Third Norm Smith, of course, absolutely huge uh, from him. Uh, Number four, I've got uh, Liverpool finally lifting uh, the Premier League trophy after a 30-year wait uh, to get their hands on the title. Uh, That was July 22nd against Chelsea Uh, in the build-up to that game. They lifted, uh, after that game, sorry, they lifted the trophy, which was absolutely huge for all their fans. Uh, We don't like Liverpool around here, but uh, (laughs) lots of people do. Uh, And number three, uh, I've kind of merged two into one here. There were two uh, very tragic sporting deaths Uh, absolute sporting icons and legends uh, for their respective sports this year. Uh, I've merged them into one, Kobe Bryant and Diego Maradona. (coughs) Uh, Kobe Bryant and Diego Maradona, just the outpouring of emotion, all the tributes that came through to them, uh, was just an absolutely defining uh, sporting moment of the year. These are my kind of defining sporting moments of the year, not necessarily my favorites like yours were. Uh, But yeah, Kobe was just 42 and Diego was 60. So both gone too soon. But uh, they'll forever be remembered uh, for their sporting achievements um, around the world, really. Uh, But number two, uh, an absolutely defining moment for me. Uh, Obviously, we've seen most or every sport getting cancelled at some point. Uh, But the big one, the Olympics, uh, getting cancelled. That's my number two. Uh, That came, uh, everyone was kind of expecting I guess, but it still came as a bit of a shock when it was finally announced. Uh, and number one, of course, in front of uh, 86,174 people on the 8th of March this year, uh, the Aussies winning the Cricket World Cup against India. It was absolutely huge. I was there uh, along with a few mates and uh, Jackson's sister, of course. That was uh, <laughs> uh, an amazing game uh, to witness, an amazing moments in Australian sporting history, really. And uh, hopefully a turning point for not just women's sport, but sport in general over here.
1: Yeah, I love that harps. Great minds think alike. I think we all really uh, love that moment. Yeah.
0: This favourite sporting moment of the year is Hunter Clarks. Uh, he's most well-known for appearing on episode 25 of Where Do We Begin? And you also might know him for being the St Kilda star and the 2021 Brownlow medalist. Take it away, Hunter.
1: Um, probably, well, it's a hard one because a lot of sport, a lot of sport's obviously been put off, but um, winning a final like playing in one and winning one was obviously a huge huge moment and awesome experience but from um outside of my own personal things um probably my dad played a game cricket the other week hadn't played for a few years and went in at nine for and smashed smashed the winning runs so that was actually pretty cool to watch and um have a few beers over that with dad which was pretty funny And I reckon it's time now, the time that everybody's been waiting for. Harps, quiz time. Okay, quiz time. It is quiz time.
0: I'm (laughs) sensing a quiz coming on here. My first question, we we know how the quiz runs here. Uh, You guys have participated. It's been a long time, so you might have to do the rules again. (laughs) You've participated in many a quiz in your time. Uh, Lockie's on a bit of a bad run of form. Jackson probably didn't end his uh, quizzing. I actually probably lost his last five.
1: Hey, I wanted to leave the guests feeling good about themselves and confident, (laughs) mate. I definitely threw a couple of leads there on purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah. you say that. You say that. But uh, so this whole quiz, it's a... A uh, bit of a uh, mishmash of themes, it's got some Christmas themes, got some sporting themes, got some themes about the podcast, bit of everything, you know? Uh, so my first question. So uh, as of the 20th of December, 2020, uh, people in 37 different countries have listened to this very podcast. So I'm just going to rotate it between the two of you. Can you just keep naming for countries until one of you gets it wrong?
2: Australia, just, just by just by the way, I'm really surprised it's more than two. Yeah,
0: uh, 37. That's huge. 37 is huge indeed. Uh, yeah, Australia is correct, of course. Uh, yeah, the US. Just for the listeners, by the way, these guys uh, they know the how many listens we're getting, and everything, uh, but they do not know uh, any of the countries. So, uh, New Zealand. I'm just assuming New Zealand. Uh, yeah, uh, correct. Um, did you get my first answer? Yeah, I got your first answer.
2: Okay, cool. Um let's go Spain. Yep, Spain's also correct. South Africa.
0: South Africa is correct. Yeah. Well done. Um
2: is it is is it England or does it go the whole UK? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, UK. UK. Okay. okay.
1: Uh I'm going to go this will be a bit of a stab in the dark. I'm going to go France.
0: France, correct? Absolutely correct. Jackson. Oh. Italy. Italy, also correct.
1: All right, I'm going to go a bit of a risky one. I'm – oh, actually, nah. Oh. I'm going to go a risky one because if Ryan Brockoff played in Turkey, I'm going to go Turkey. Turkey is incorrect. <laughs> oh, so, man. Jackson,
0: you need to get it correct here. Uh, before you win the point, you need to get it correct here because Lockie started it. All right, um, Canada. Canada's absolutely correct. Oh. Jackson's won the point. Uh, there were a few weird ones. Uh, we've got listeners in Slovakia, Bulgaria, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Vietnam, Thailand. Oh, I should cool have
1: banks. said Japan. I know you're to Japan, Oh, no, Japan, Japan, to it. oh mate, uh, Sorry, Yosh.
0: <laughs> I won't name all of them. Uh, UAE, PN, uh, Papua New Guinea, of course. Uh, yeah, heaps of countries, 37 countries, uh, like I mentioned. But we'll move on to question two. Uh, So, uh, of course, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Santa's about to head down all our chimneys in a COVID-safe manner, of course. Uh, And there's actually a football club, uh, FC Santa Claus. They're a football club from Rovaniemi, and their name uh, stems from the legend that Rovaniemi is the hometown of Santa Claus. So my question is, in which Scandinavian country of 5.5 million people does FC Santa Claus play? Jackson. Jackson. Iceland. Iceland is incorrect. lucky Which Lockie. Scandinavian country of 5.5 uh, million people? I thought, I,
1: thought, I thought it was Italy, but that's not Scandinavian. So the only other one I can think of is Finland. Finland
0: is absolutely correct. He's leveled the scores. Uh, it's one
1: all. I wouldn't have thought of Iceland if you, um, if you hadn't said it, Jackson. Sorry, I wouldn't have said <laughs> Finland if you hadn't thought of it, mate. I was, was one of them. Oh, I just did not yeah. know
0: which one. Gee whiz. Yeah, geez. Uh, we'll move on to question three. So, uh, of course, some of our women's teams, despite uh, not having many games to play in this year, they've still made huge strides. Of course, the Matildas qualifying for their Olympics and uh, the our female cricketers winning the World Cup and the Hockey Roos uh, preparing for their Olympics as well. Uh, go listen to the Alison and an episode from last week or early this week if you haven't already, by the way. Uh, so uh, I've got the question for you guys. Uh, rank these three teams from lowest to highest placing in the world. So I've got the Matildas, the Hockey Roos, and the Australian women's ODI team. Lowest to highest in the world?
1: Uh, lucky. Lucky. So highest, I'll go the women's cricket team. I'll go second, the Hockey Roos, and third, the Matildas.
0: That is absolutely correct. The cricket team's first in the world, Hockey Roos are second, and the silvers are seventh.
1: Mate, women's cricket team's awesome.
0: Yeah, awesome. insane. And, of course, the Hockey Roos only trailing behind uh, our great mate uh, team that she coaches. Alice Nairn coaches yeah. the Dutch team. Of course, they're number one in the world. Uh, so we move on to question four. So uh, Lockie's 2-1 up. Uh, so I've got closest to the pin question for you. So, uh, Dutch, the Dutch footballing legend, uh, Johan Cruyff, Alison also, also great mates with uh, him when he was still alive, before his tragic death, of course. Uh, so, anyway, the Dutch footballing legend, Johan Cruyff, won his second Ballon d'Or on Christmas Day of which year?
1: It's a closest Lockie. to the pin question. Lockie. 1978.
0: It's incorrect, but it's closest to the pin, so I'll give Jackson a shot. Uh, 74. 74 is also incorrect. And I can say, he did win a Ballon d'Or in '74. It was his third Ballon d'Or, so he won in '73. His second Ballon d'Or. He's absolutely oh, wow. nailed it. Uh, so
2: uh, I, I, I pick '74 because I know that's the World Cup where he uh, uh, pushed the the Dutch to the final, but ultimately lost. So I thought he would have he would have gotten that year definitely. Yeah,
0: '71, '73, '74. The great man Johan Cruyff, of course. But uh, move on to question five. This is a multi part question. Usually, i put a who am I here, but uh, doing a bit of a Christmas theme, doing something different. You guys into Christmas music? No. Not really? Not really. (laughs) I work in retail. We have to listen to all of that. (laughs) Of course. Uh. Yeah, of course. Uh, You guys would know a fair few Christmas songs, I'm I'm guessing. So uh, I've got the uh, electric piano just here. Uh, I'm going yes. to play a very uh, simplified version. I'm kind of working out the spot. It's not bringing going to be very good. I'm going to play a very simplified version of a few Christmas songs, and the first person to buzz in and guess it's going to get the point. So I've got okay, five go. Christmas songs for you. All right. All right. Uh, what's the current score? Is it two all? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, neck and uh, neck. Start with an easy one. Are we ready to go? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Jackson
0: Jackson, go for it uh, All I Want for Christmas I'll give it to you All I Want for Christmas is you yeah. I don't know, know if forgot these sh-
2: you was with it
1: but yeah,
0: okay. I, 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 I can, Actually, I forgot to say at the start You can get a second point if you name the artist Michael Bublé, Like the original? Uh,
1: Bublé, give us Bubay
0: uh, It's mean, Mariah uh, Carey, isn't it? Yeah, it's Mariah Carey uh, oh. Jackson's got four to up It's definitely not Bubai, Uh <laughs> Lockie I mean, he's probably um, covered it, but like, it, f- it probably has. To be fair, um, this next one, I don't, I've got to say, I don't really know the tune of it, so um, oh, I'm just gonna read are. you. Uh, I'm gonna are. read you the lyrics. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll play some chords along with it as well. So, it's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. Anyone got any idea so far? Pass. Nah, mate. I've Pass on no, it? No. Okay, okay. It's, do they know it's Christmas by Band-Aid? Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, no. No. All right. Jesus. <laughs> no good start. But uh, Jax is 4 to up. He's got a hefty lead. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to read out the lyrics. I can't really be asked uh, doing a half assed version of playing on the electronic keyboard here. So uh, the third part uh, to question five, if I can get up the lyrics to this one. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go... Jackson. Snow, Jackson. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Lockie, do you want to have a go or do you want me to keep going?
1: Keep going, please. I've no idea. Keep going.
0: And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it oh. snow.
1: Oh. Let it go, let it go. Watch your answer, Locky. Can't it? hold you back anymore. Uh, let it go from Frozen.
0: Uh, that's absolutely incorrect. Uh, mm. It's not really a Christian
1: about. I'm born saying it as well. <laughs>
0: Jackson, do you want to claim the points before this <laughs> descends letting, into meltdown, mate? Let it
2: snow.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Do you know, can you name an artist that has done it? There are a few. Um, probably Blue <laughs> uh, Oh, I think, I'll have a look if Blueblade has done it.
2: The Blue The Big oh, Blue
0: I mean,
2: it's, it's just like that cover drive. You just got. You have to do it. Like, Blueblade is there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Let It Snow uh, has been done by Michael Blue, I'll Give you the point. Oh! Uh, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, probably most famous for doing it. Yeah. Uh, six two to Jackson. Uh, I've got, I've got two more left. Okay. Uh, Lockie, you get in there, get both of these. Yeah. Yep. Claim more. Pressure creates diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, this is uh, we're under the pub. It's it's the last quiz of the year. So Lockie, fire up, please, mate. Uh, we'll start with this song. Welcome to my Christmas song. I'd like to thank you for the year, so I'm sending you this Christmas card. To say it's nice to have you here. I'd like to sing about all the things your eyes and mind can see. So hop aboard a turntable, the turntable, sorry. Oh, step into Christmas step into Christmas with me. Yeah. Step into Christmas, let's join together. We can watch the snow fall forever and ever. Eat, drink and be merry. Come along with me. Step into Christmas, the admission's free. Have either of you heard of that song?
1: Uh, I think Michael has covered it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can have a look if Michael Buboy's covered it. <laughs> oh, okay. You might claim a cheap point there. Just give uh, us the point, mate. Let's have a look. No, he hasn't. Oh, oh no. no Jackson, yeah, have you got any got idea what no song mate. is? I've got no clue, mate. I've got no clue. It was a bit... uh had to do a bit of an older one for our older listeners. Uh, Step Into Christmas by Alton John. i okay. heard of that.
2: No, I, uh, you threw me off with the whole turntable. I'm like, which which uh, DJ has <laughs> covered a Christmas song? <laughs> yeah,
0: geez. Um, okay, Calvin one...
2: Harris do that?
0: You know what? I'll ma- I'll make this one for five points. For five points. So Lockie's still in with a shout. Gosh, no, Santa, tell me if you're really there. Don't make me fall in love again if he won't be here next year. Santa, tell me if he really cares. Lockie
1: Lockie. Santa baby.
0: Santa Baby, is incorrect. Mm. <laughs> just for the listeners, the cocky smile on Lockie's face as he said through his answers—he's absolutely certain they're right. They're the only two Christmas
1: songs him. I know. Just, I was running for Jingle Bells or something.
0: Oh, jeez! That Christmas song's not big down in the Peninsula Barbecues, eh?
1: No, mate. Jackson, not at all. do you know the
0: song? Mate, I've got—I've got no clue. I, I, I will give you both a clue. You can both buzz in. It's by one of the biggest artists in the world, female. Michael Bublé. <laughs> female artist <laughs> anyone who'd you say oh, I'll, I'll tell you by Ariana Grande oh,
5: Santa Tell Me did a
0: Christmas album Santa Tell Me have you heard of that no, no. that was a pretty huge song when it came out it's still, it's still heard in most retail stores so I reckon you've heard it but uh, that wraps up the quiz that was a bit of shambles uh, we'll be back with the careers better than ever next year. Lockie, uh, you got anything to say before we leave?
1: Uh, I'd just like to thank uh, all the listeners for um, sticking around. I'd like to congratulate Jackson on his, uh, on his win. And I'd just like to say we have a super exciting 2021. You know, we'll be back with the podcast with some awesome guests. Super pumped for that. We're going to have a new logo, which I'm really excited to uh, unveil. We're just working through that now. And we'll even have some merch. So that's going to be really
0: exciting. Yeah, huge things to come. Huge guests coming in 2021. Jackson, anything you want to say?
2: Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I know I'm just going to be more like a, a sub in next year, which I'm happy to be because you guys are taking this podcast to new heights and I'm very excited to see what um, what lies ahead. Um, but, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Um, this is uh, going to be huge. So to be along with this journey has been great. Um, also very excited, yeah, again, to see what comes next.
0: Yeah, uh, lucky before I give my little message, you want to plug the socials quickly?
2: Yeah, so you can find
1: us on Facebook at Where Do We Begin and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at WDWBpod. That's WDWBpod.
0: Yeah, 100%. And just before we go, I'd just like to thank every single person who has contributed just even one listen to this show throughout the year, whether you're in Bulgaria or Slovakia or the USA or Indonesia or right here in Australia, I'd like to thank every single one of you for listening to the show. It means a lot, and uh, you are the people that we create it for. So it is absolutely amazing all the support we get. And uh, before we go, uh, I'm going to try to get the rights to uh, some kind of Christmas song uh, to finish off the episode and finish off the year for us. Uh, So if I do, uh, you will hear that in a sec. But uh, before we go, I would just like to say thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you uh, around February next year. Thank you, you guys. See ya. I'm doing this as I edit. Uh, hopefully you recognize my lovely voice. Uh, it's Harper here. I'm um, just letting you know we've got the rights to a song. Uh, we've got Deck the Halls B by uh, Incompetech.com and Kevin MacLeod, uh, great songwriter. Uh, and thank you for all the free stuff you give out, Kevin. Uh, love your work, mate. Uh, so decided to put this on the end, tack this on the end of the show to get you all in the bit of a festive mood and brighten up your day, hopefully. I hope you have a good one. See you next year.